This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Samuel L. Johnson's Bigger Dick Pills. Power, energy, confidence. Dominate your peers with Bigger Dick Pills. This all-new proprietary blend of yak urine and cobra cum has been the secret of the Orient for thousands of years. Shaolin monks of ancient China have long been known to have the most powerful members of any peoples, able to withstand a powerful blow from even a sledgehammer. You too can experience this power now with Bigger Dick Pills. Be what you always knew you could be, a big dick guy. Samuel L. Johnson here. Don't mope around town with your tiny dick. Call me now at www.biggerdickpills.com and get yourself a 30-day supply. Your wife is going to notice the difference. Your secretary is going to notice the difference. Your doctor. But, well, don't tell your doctor about this shit. Uh, uh, just call me today for a bigger dick. www.biggerdickpills.com a Popco brand. Hello and thank you for cracking this road soda. The only podcast that is okay to drink. On this episode, there is cursed toilet paper, the proper way to sell a mirror, mm-hmm. and we recall our favorite horrible internet videos. That's about wraps up, sums up the show. I have to say, having even done the show with you, and thank you so much for having me, I'm actually excited to listen to it based off that little tagline. I can't wait to go back and, and really uh, make sure to have your puke bags next to you. It gets, it a, little gets dark. a little dark. In there. It gets a little dark <laughs> in a couple spots. Um, guys, thank you for listening. As always, here we are having a good time. Me, Isaiah Cooper with Justin Mitchell. And also Willow, I just got to throw, you know, she's doing her best to help us out. It's my dog. She can't not be in the room. She loves being in the room with us. She lays down. She's She's a good girl. And... We have, uh, you guys can always write into the show if you ever want to, you know, talk about something or we're talking about something and you, and you, hey, I want to comment roadsodamail at gmail.com or you can even call and leave a message at 706-200-1213 from, uh, we got a phone call from our good friend, always calling in, telling us what he thinks. This is the kind of stuff we love, right? All right, here we go. I haven't listened to this one either. Hey Justin, uh, it's Grant. Um, Grant, I want to help you out with your Guilty Thompsons from sending those pictures from that guy's phone. Uh, I just want to point out that at least one of those recipients it made their day. Uh, yeah! I've, I've never randomly had nudity show up on my phone. It was always, uh, well, anyhow, um, <laughs> <laughs> I never had it randomly show up. Um, but I think that would be that would be pretty incredible and uh, also would make me really curious about who sent it to me. Anyhow. That's great. Uh, talk to you later. That's great. Morning. Bye. That's a great way to spin it. So we were talking the last time, last episode, 
old uh, Justin. Oh, now I got to relive it. Told us a story about how we found a, a phone in the airport. Look, man, you can look back at this story mm-hmm. as if it wasn't even you. Yeah. Actually, my cognitive dissonance has been doing bench press ever since you played that Grant <laughs> voicemail, and it's fucking strong. I don't give a shit anymore. Dude, it was... Uh, live and, live it, and learn. It really, really made me laugh. I know that uh, you were you, you felt bad about it, and uh, it's not something... So what you did, you found his phone, and then you found uh, at an airport, and there were some nude photos on it, and so you just sent it well, to the, a bunch the of... the wallpaper was... Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. The wallpaper was his girlfriend. I don't think it was his girlfriend. Oh. I think the nudes had larger breasts. <laughs> I'm not saying that's better or worse. I'm literally just saying the fact that I think she had larger breasts. I so I, I, was, I, I was noticing that that's they are not the same. But uh, yeah, and that's a great way to spin it that mm-hmm. um, you did make someone's day. I probably made his dad's day. He was like, I always wanted to see Thank those. you, son. Thank you, son. That's great. Well, guys, uh, we have an amazing, of course, great episode. I tried to keep as much coronavirus out of this episode as possible. I think it's everywhere it, else. I know it slips in there a little bit. I'm over it. I'm so over it already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just keeps on, uh, keeps on coming. Hey, how about another word from our sponsors? Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon, the Panhandler's premium beverage. You've been standing on the corner holding a cardboard sign all day. Finally, someone throws a couple of dimes at you. It doesn't matter that it was high schoolers who just needed something to hit you with because now you can take that break you deserve and get yourself some Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon. I've been I've been standing on the side all day and the caterpillar is moving and I, I I don't know at the elementary spot and you can tell because Gene Shallot doesn't play bingo anymore. That's why I drink Billy Bums. We put it on the bottom shelf because that's where it goes. Billy Bums bottom shelf bourbon. It's the cheapest. <laughs> This broadcast with breaking news that's not about the coronavirus. Holy shit. Can I tell you, there have been some tough weeks when it's come to picking up the news. Gone through a lot of stuff, and I always end up finding something. But this week was rough. Uh-huh. I looked multiple times and made it all the way till like on my way over, and I was still like, I got nothing. So I had to go the this is the absolute bottom now that we a lot of times we will choose articles that are seen on not the onion oh yeah and there's a lot of crossover with the things however i don't go directly to not the onion and i'm perfectly comfortable telling you guys if i was or was not going directly to not the onion subreddit which is a subreddit where articles are so outrageous you would think it's the onion but it's not yep i had to all my news feeds Everything, there was either nothing interesting. Even my Suncoast? My Suncoast was just all about Corona, man. And and there was a couple, you know, old ladies getting hit by cars here and there, but uh, none of that good good that we're really looking for. Well, I have a good news story for you. I want to hear it. I want to. Oh, you want me to do it now? Go, go, yeah, go. Okay. Hurry. So, (laughs) Florida man 
finds five foot gator under his work truck. And that Florida man was me and Joel, my buddy. Tell me. So when? It's five a, foot. Yeah, it was uh we walked out to our work truck and Joel I, I actually I'm so sorry. I, I wasn't there. I was in the field earlier that day. I wasn't in the uh in the field whenever Joel saw the alligator in his truck. So um but I guess he he was walking back to his work truck and uh sent me a picture of it. Right. I, I was already um, I had already left. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just noticed there was something weird under the truck. I was like, how did Joel see that? You know, but honestly, and I'm not being disrespectful. Joel is short. And so I've like, I he feel got a, like he got a different I'm, perspective. I'm six feet tall. I'm not going to see, you right. know, when I'm walking up to a truck. I'm not going to see under it. Joel is like five, five, I think. So, you know, that's, that's short or it's not super short, but it's he, shorter. So he got like, that alligator vision. Yeah. He got alligator vision. So anyways, yeah, he, he sent me a picture of it. It's straight up. It's a five foot alligator just chilling under the truck. Jeez. So. Usually you, usually they're trying to get in the sun. Yeah, I don't know why he was trying to get out. And you know, the um, the other thing is, I was like, I'm so glad it wasn't me because I would have just walked right up. The thing would have taken my calf out. You, you think know? so? No, but <laughs> it's fun to think about. You would have put that thing a rear naked, broke its neck. I like their... to, I like to think I'm capable of defending myself from wildlife, even though I know it's not true. I know we like, all. I always romanticize like, oh man, if a bear attacked me and I could take its back, I could totally rear naked choke a bear. What was it going to do? That is real delusional. Yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> I have similar thoughts. I thought that I could totally kill a, a deer with just my body. Really? This is this is how I would do it. I would uh, put a bunch of food. Now, I don't count this as just my body. Or this is just, I would take the stuff that the the deer is eating and I would put it underneath a tree and I would climb up into the tree, at least 10 to 15 feet into the tree. Okay. And I'd wait for the deer to come and uh, eat. And then I would... Uh, drop about 220 pounds of human onto the back of the thing uh-huh. and uh, that won't kill it but then i'll already be on the back so i'll just rear naked and strangle it yeah hopefully it's not it doesn't like it doesn't have antlers because then it would just like crack your head i mean i feel like once all four of its legs are broken it's not really it's not gonna sh- just thrash maybe it will yeah i don't know man don't make me second guess us. i'm sorry all right what, <laughs> what actual news do you guys what's have? wrong with that that's the name of this news article. Right. I already opened this. Why am I doing it here? Guys, I actually went ahead and opened up all the news articles. Psych evaluation ordered for man who sought trial by combat. Okay, so this man was in the United States court system. And whenever they came to like say, okay, your judgment is this. He was like, I demand a trial by combat. Yeah. You didn't know you could do that? I didn't know I could do that. You can like do the that. the classic Dave Chappelle bit. I didn't know I couldn't. Look it up. It's in the bylaws. Uh Any man, an Iowa judge has ordered a psychological evaluation uh, of a Kansas man who asked the judge to let him engage in sword fight with his ex-wife and her attorney so that he can rend their souls from their bodies. Oh, so he wants to kill his ex-wife and her lawyer? I guess with a sword. See, they they spun that a little different. I thought he was like, no, I'd like a trial by combat. Yeah. They're like, no, no, I need to. I will take the souls yeah. of my wife with Excalibur. Yeah. I wonder why she left him. Oh, I don't see any reasons why. David Orstrom, 40 of Paola, Kansas, said in January 3rd court filing that his former wife, Bridget Ostrom, 38, I don't even know where she's from, uh, had destroyed him legally. What? The Orstroms have been embroiled in, I, I bet, in disputes over custody. Oh, he's got kids. Great. He he made more. 
More sword fighters. There's fucking more of them. And visitation issues and property tax payments. Well, I guess that, you know, you know what? I could see how I could make you want to swing a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Splinters? Question mark. Uh, Again, I don't have to do this. That was what I named it. And this was, um, this is coronavirus news. I'm sorry, guys. But Japanese store puts a curse on its toilet rolls to prevent thefts. That is so amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. You what know, you I went the, to the grocery store. I went to Publix, yeah. and you know they have like the ha- the wipes that you can wipe down your cart with. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they kept stealing those like dispensers. They're the worst, and so they had to put them inside like under supervision because people were stealing you gotta, them. You had to sign them out, <laughs> sign out the wipe, bring it back. <laughs> it's it's wild, man. One wipe per person, dude. Isn't it crazy? People, there are even at work. There's like bottles of Lysol that like shh that kind, as well as like wipes. Yeah. And they've disappeared. It's like, come on. That's like, it's in the office so we can all be in the office. Like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Japanese, dude, what do you think the curse was? I don't know, but I really hope that they elaborate on it. Panic buying has been rife. It's almost, why is everyone doing the toilet paper thing? It's such a weird thing. It's it's like Mandy says that they're preppers. They're people who expect that the virus is going to get so bad that we're going to be quarantined like they are in Italy. Right. And that we're not going to be allowed to leave our homes. But I can live infinitely in my home without toilet paper. Like you can make it work. Yeah, it's not what I would put my money on. It's not top, it's not top of the list, not, not even close to the top 10. Right. In fact, I don't think it would be on my list. Are they going to cut my water off? Uh, doubt it. Yeah, no. Doesn't, every time I shit, I'll just take a shower. I don't care. Yeah. I'll just rinse my bottle. I'll put a bottle... Dude, toilet paper's not even Dude, close. Dude, just Amazon Prime a bidet. They're not they're not expensive. Exactly. Maybe those are selling out. Yeah. Maybe I, this is all perpetuated by the bidet companies. Yes, that's exactly what it is. We created it's I big have bidet. Big bidet. <laughs> big bidet started the coronavirus as the most brilliant marketing campaign of all time. <laughs> I wonder if they say um, panic buying has been rife amid the global spread of coronavirus with shoppers stockpiling goods like toilet paper. Hands, okay, we get it. In Japan, those who couldn't buy toilet paper have resorted to pilfering. Whoa, I can read, guys. Pilfering supplies from public restrooms. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it's, five rolls toilet paper each. Has sketched an image of the show's threes. Stuck it up in front of the rolls. I wish I I read faster. Yeah, they don't don't say what the curse says. But it must be bad if must it's preventing bad. people. And Ooh. I just love like how superstitious of a culture this particular area, if it is effective, it's effective. Would be you know? 100%. And it's I'm not like, saying all of Japan, but this particular area where they're doing this, and it's just funny that people are like, oh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, I don't mm-hmm. want my... Nope. Your butthole will close all the way tight. <laughs> it, it will be like skin. <laughs> or maybe it'll make your, your butthole will go all the way wide. <laughs> It's super effective, man. It's just like fire Pokemon versus an ice Pokemon. That's how effective it is. All right. I thought that would land. But anyway, uh, what's no, next? That, that's just a fact. That's, that's a not fact. a joke. <laughs> man. You, I, dude, you, you know who you're talking to? I was like, hell yeah, man. Oh, I get it. Now you're speaking. Uh, what's next? A drowning fish? Isaiah, what? don't tell me. Yeah, right. It's not possible. Wait, L.A. County firefighters perform high-rise Dorte rescue of a bird in a tree. This, people look at this and it warms their heart. 
This, I look at this and it yeah. outrages me. Oh, I can tell you right now. I believe that's a hyacinth macaw and it looks juvenile. And if it is a pet, it probably had its wings clipped. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a hyacinth macaw. Those are super, super expensive parrots. And if it had its wings clipped, and it, it is definitely a juvenile because they get much larger than that. Um, like that is the size of like a normal parrot. Hyacinth macaws are like something like four feet from head to tail. They're, they're huge. So you're saying he's almost the size of this firefighter's head. You're saying he's going to get about... Twice the size of that? Yeah, easily twice that size. And uh, so he probably had its wings clipped because it was a pet. Enough, a lot of people clip just the primary, not the secondary or tertiary uh, flight feathers so that it can still glide. So there's a good chance that it was able to like get out of the house, glide, climb this tree, and then get stuck and then wouldn't come down. So mm. it, either it was stuck or it was just being rebellious and wouldn't come down. It would so come the down fire eventually. Came up ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no macaw food up there. Ain't no macaw food. Ain't no macaw food up there. So if he, if he I just took the wind out of the sails. I'm sorry. I want no, to hear. That's, that's exactly the kind of shit that I, I, I love is when you can actually you give us so much more information about what the fuck's going on. Because I glanced at it. I didn't even see the bird. Honestly, and you're I just, just like, saw what? Space. Why is he stuck? He could you know fly out. What the fly fuck? the fuck you know? out, yeah. stupid bird. I just I know that L.A. has an extreme homeless problem. You know, uh-huh. like problems with humans, and they're helping animals that they. He's out there. Let me let me get the bird out of the tree. Now, again, it is someone's pet. You did comment that it's a very, very expensive pet. I'm sure it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. No, we're talking like $10,000. Yeah, we're talking like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Definitely get that fucking bird out of the tree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I might be exaggerating, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if like a ham-fed hyacinth macaw baby went for like ten grand. honestly. That's crazy. Yeah. You get it at the Chinese wet markets for food. Yeah. Um, Captain Dan Engroff has rescued a lot of different animals. Great. That's what he's into. I've been on a horse rescues. We just rescued a kitten from a sewer. <laughs> That's really what he said. I'm. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, I'm reading what he said. <laughs> I thought he you said, were riffing. No, he said describing his team of burly firefighters at Station Forty Four. Huh. Hey Isaiah. What's up? Just um, read the prices for the first three listings here. Okay. <clears throat> now he just looked up the prices for these uh, hyacinth macaw. Now this one right here is gonna run you um more than. A normal car <laughs> and probably more than a car that you think you could afford if you really got rid of some things and right seventeen thousand nine hundred ninety five and that's that's not a betting price that's that's non-negotiable let's buy it now yeah let's buy it now yeah and then the we second have, one is eighteen thousand and then the third one is uh twenty five thousand okay well who the fuck is spending upwards of eighteen thousand dollars on a bird and not watching it and letting it get outside. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's crazy. That's the, I'll tell you what. If I had a car flying around my house, it would be on a fucking short leash. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Dude, for real. Jesus Christ. Um, that just shows it is in L.A. We never know. It's probably somebody's like, I, for, I forgot I had them. Yeah, or, you know, it's it can be easy if you open a door like one of the rules when you're uh, an owner of a parrot especially one who doesn't have its wings clipped or fully clipped like if you only clip the primaries one of the main things is that like nobody opens a door while it's out of the cage so like if you got someone over at your house who's going to be smoking cigarettes and stuff and going in and out you just leave it in its cage oh, he'll time it out yeah. they're outstandingly smart yeah they'll, they'll be gone they'll figure out the, they'll figure it out They'll figure out the cues of like the sound of that person's foot and they'll be in like the whole other room and pretend, you know, and then they'll just like dart out or they get scared when the door opens and they dart out. Either way, it's either like really crafty and intelligent or it's just like a a flight. Perfect. The perfect timing. 
They, um, you know, parrots, I'm sure you know this, the African gray is the first non-human animal to like string together a sentence and ask an existential question. Yeah. So actually, uh, I watch, I watch my buddy's, um, African gray when he goes out of town and Isn't that Gabe? Uh, yeah, it's Gabe. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember that. And that's like, uh, like I'm one of the only people that the African gray likes. It finally liked. Now here's, what's really funny is that Gabe's girlfriend was there just like I was when they were hand feeding it, when it was like, had no feathers. Yeah, but he don't like gr- girls. Yeah, he doesn't like Adrian. He's finally coming along. But um, yeah, Rufus is my buddy. Rufus. Maybe he just hates his name because no, he dude, understands it. That's a it. great name. He understands it. And he's like, I, I want to be, I want to be Hammer. So I, I want to be Rufus. Hammer. Yeah, there was these experience, experiments where they showed yep. photos and the bird was explaining what it saw in the photo. Yeah. And then one of them asked what color it was. It What color am I? Yeah. Too bad. Uh, sorry, you're gray. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which I guess is a color technically. But technically. Yikes. Jeez. That's some news. Only we a little used. only a little corona snuck in there. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Aphrodite Squirt. Aphrodite Squirt, the world's best shampoo. But don't call it shampoo. Seriously, the shampoo board has taken issue with some of our claims. They don't have the balls to mix up such a potent cocktail for your hair. Aphrodite Squirt will make your hair so lustrous, he'll want to fuck it. And with all that added volume, he can. We farm purebred albino Himalayan dwarf hamsters. And they only eat the finest tobacco and caviar. We harvest their raw essence in Scandinavian rodent saunas. That is just one of the many ingredients that will make you better than everyone. Aphrodite Squirt. It It will will change change your fucking life. A Popco brand. Alright. So... You went out drinking, right? Yeah, yeah. So a few you know we don't go out to the bar much anymore you know like when i was younger we used to go every weekend and and not even like party but like you know my friend rob owned that cigar shop so we like yes. it's the cigar shop and like you know half our drinks would be paid for and we just be out and like now i kind of don't really like going out i'd rather play guitar I'd rather like practice drums you know mostly hey, music nothing stuff, out there anyway or man. doing like you know jujitsu the mma stuff like i'd rather that's that's just where my priorities are but every now and then, my friends and I will get together, and so it was a group of our jujitsu friends. There's probably ten of us, and we all went out to this bar, and uh, it was a brewery. Which brewery? Where'd you guys go? We went to Big Top because okay. it's like a straight shot from a lot of our houses down Bay of Vista. Yeah, I'm not advocating for drunk driving, but I'm saying that like if I'm gonna have three or four IPAs, um, I'd rather just be straight shot on a back road. You yeah, know, I would course. never put myself or my wife in danger, but um, you know, you can fail a DUI and a breathalyzer even if you're not even if you're capable of driving you know right. so and also sometimes I like to smoke weed so what of it hey you know what so anyways we all we all trying to live out here we're up at the brewery right and somebody was talking about selling a mirror online like a a framed piece of glass that you yeah. can see your reflection in because I think right. I say the word weird. oh you know I th- mirror this whole time I thought a mirror was something else yeah, it's not. <laughs> so I informed them. I was like, hey, don't be in the picture when you Now, take are they it. trying to sell it like on Craigslist? Yeah, or on Craigslist like? or Facebook Market or whatever the thing is. Okay. And uh, you want to get the, a picture of the mirror without your reflection in it. Why is that? Like, Why? I was like, because people are going to think you're going to get propositioned as though you were a prostitute. What? What people do. I'm not making this up, man. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I... 
how did wait, wait sorry continue. i think i'm i'll go ahead please i want you to try to figure out where i'm going so i mean you what you're saying is people are it's 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 a, a sort of a trick to let people know like a little inside thing which and the only re i mean that's you're just judging by the context of it so wait is that so, what it is? Yeah, people do that. People will post a picture with their reflection, especially if they like are showing like cleavage or like whatever, or even a guy will do it. You know, right. they'll post like a shirtless pic, and it's basically like, "Hey, this is how much it." Co-. They'll, they'll post a nice mirror for like forty bucks, and, you're and like, so it's in like the mirror section. Um, like you would go for like. Oh, the, that's a good question. I don't know how. Or do you? Or is it someone taking pictures of themselves in a mirror in like the the misconnections place? Well, it's not usually on Craigslist. It's more okay. on the Facebook market. I, okay. Okay. But but, but so wild. it's just a local buy and sell group. Right. And right. You know they post mirrors and then they're like, "That's how much it costs to come have sex with me." Whoa, that's a forty bucks. Too? A lot of meth addicts in the Midwest is the, the photos I've seen. That's nuts, And man. there's always something in the comment that usually it leads it to be a little bit more, but I was just like, look. How did you find it? You, is that something you pieced together? I think the first, no, I actually think the first time I saw it was on the Trashy subreddit. Yeah. And I've, then it came up a, a few other places. Um, it was just one of those things, I forget what the Ralph nader ginsburg syndrome is where like you hear something and then you hear it everywhere or oh. you learn a new word and then you hear it everywhere right so it's one of those things where like i saw this thing and this meth addict was like not being subtle about it <laughs> and then all of a sudden i started it didn't seeing, know how to do it <laughs> yeah and then i saw be like you know fuck me in front of this mayor right free <laughs> for free I local want- pickup only if you know what i mean come out and uh yeah like you don't get the mirror do you catch my drift yeah i keep this mirror belonged to actually i <laughs> I thought it was my grandmother, but honestly, I I'm squatting in this house. I don't know whose grandmother know who's it was, but it's special. Anyways, yeah, so then I started seeing other things. I was like, wow, that's what people do. You know, I have a similar thing to that. All right. Um, that's So that's like a common thing. Like people do some a certain way. So you've heard about uh, maybe there's a rumor, which I don't think it's true. Like there's guys in prison will wear their guy, pants baggy. And that means they're, uh, they're a bottom like oh right bottom, sure yeah they're, they're uh that's a rumor i'm sure there's some prison somewhere where maybe it was true at some time yeah but there's one i've heard and you can witness this yourself um it's if you see a lady walking down the road with like a big styrofoam cup that's you that's your gal that's a prostitute yeah that's what i've heard Interesting. You know, I actually can confirm this because whenever I used to live up, uh, you remember that house behind Growlers, that duplex I lived yeah, in? Yeah. Up and down that stretch a, of like really kind of ghetto 41, the prostitutes would have big gulps. They walk around, yeah, big styrofoam yeah. cups. It would, be a, it would be a woman in the middle of Florida heat wearing like a very nice dress, high heels, and carrying a big gulp. And yeah. she just didn't look super put together, you know? No. Yeah. Or they're wearing clothes that are like look kind of uncomfortable like they were made for someone else right and you know what's so funny though is that now like uh uh and and i don't mean funny as in comical i mean funny as in fascinating is that now the intersectionality of like what feminism is now it's like yo sex work is work like let's get these people benefits you know what i mean let's let's get them paying taxes that's what (laughs) i'm talking about paying taxes anyways i think it's interesting that it went from like a woman shouldn't have to sell her body to now it's like an empowering thing where they're like sex work is work it is so crazy how 
short of a period of time where we thought it was bad. Yeah. Like all throughout the Civil War, it was like there was towns and places like built around that. And like, yeah, I was going to say, so the Wild West in a lot of ways was founded by prostitutes, yeah. right? Like they would go out there and a lot of times, like a lot of the schools that were built were from these people, women running these brothels. And like, um, it's really fascinating if you, you know, we're not, I'm not going to spend the whole podcast talking about it because I could, but if you just look into, um, you know, brothels and prostitutes and their role in in the Wild West, you know, and and it's pretty interesting. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to say, but it's yeah. completely true. And it's also funny because we think of the Wild West like in the movies, but most towns were like no arms allowed, so there weren't like you had to like turn your guns in, and like when right. you got in there, like the women run ran the towns. It wasn't like the sheriff. It was like so. It's just funny because like in a lot of a lot of cases, and I'm not trying to be all fucking social justice on you. It's just it, it's it's funny that constantly throughout history, if someone is gay or a woman Gay. or of a minority group, mm-hmm. right? Like their their achievements are overlooked. Like, you know what I just learned about? I didn't know this, but the British scientist that the like Nobel Peace Prize equivalent for computer science is named after, uh, who like hacked Nazi computers. Touring. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that he was like, like completely ostracized for coming out as homosexual. Well, you know him as a genius uh, computer guy. I just know him as a gay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but it's 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 crazy. I just learned today that he was like ostracized and like stripped of his title, and and I yeah. think it it went so bad he inevitably committed suicide. Yeah, did you, uh, there was the that movie that Benedict Cumberbatch did. Oh, he, he uh, played, Barnaby Barnaby Cucumber Squatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the uh, broccoli Comquat. Uh, yes. Same actor. It's the whole, yeah, bro- Broccoli, Cumberbatch, Kumquat, yep. the fifth. It's like a three-hour, it's actually, I don't know, but that's the story. But it was about him? It's about him, and and he like uh, he had a wife at one point, and then you know, he kind of realizes that he, he doesn't feel like kind of hiding it. It's Yeah, it's a whole thing he does. It's just that time. It was a really weird time when he was such a great guy, did so much for the country, but then they were like, get the fuck out of here. It's terrible, man. Like so anyways, buttholes. yeah. But that's I think it. that's if you're gonna sell a mirror on Facebook, don't be in the fucking picture. Or do. Or do. Or do be in I the mean, picture. if that's like, yo, sex work is work. Let's get health insurance. You know what I'm Let's saying? Get health insurance. There was actually, dude, there, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've learned a lot about that from the um from the the dollop. Yeah. About during the like the Civil War, there were so all the men would be out of the town because they were all drafted into the war, right? And it would be nothing but women, and there's like guys. Which thinking about it, the guys that aren't in at war, there's probably something fucking wrong with them. Yeah. And that's what the women like they they couldn't go do a job, they couldn't work, so they had to. They just all became prostitutes, mm-hmm. and then like troops would come through there, and um, you know these entire towns like in Kentucky and stuff like up on the the Mississippi River. Up and down, I don't remember specifically. What were you gonna say? Um, it's it's not really uh, important. Is a funny way of saying I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the best way. Yeah, you got to deflect it because you you know I, I don't I don't I can't show weakness right. My mm. ego won't let me do that. So instead of saying oh I've forgotten uh, because it's, oh, it's not, not professional to forget the bit that you wanted to do on a podcast. So instead I just say it's no longer relevant. Like I have made the decision. Let's try to double back a little bit. It was we were talking about a uh, talking about the prostitutes in the mirrors, yep. or do or do take or a do picture in the mirror. Sex work. Or do oh, sex. thank you so much. So there was a guest on uh, Doctor Drew After Dark recently. Actually, giddy uh, up. 
Yeah, so I don't remember his name. He was a comedian, and he and Tom Segura had gone to Amsterdam, and Dr. Drew immediately was like, did you get Josh a Josh Porter. Yeah, oh, you've seen this? No, I just know who it is. Oh. I haven't seen this episode. Go and ahead, he, please. So he goes, um, oh, did you get a prostitute? And he goes, yeah, Tom made me do it as an experiment, and I got to tell you, it was not fun. And um, and he said, why? He's like, well, because you go to these brothels. And first of all, the cab driver was like, oh, you're trying to go to this brothel. Uh, that's where like the tourists go. That's right. not where you want to go. So he took me, not that they're run differently, but like if you want to see the good girls, I'll take you here, which everybody knows, including that guy, I hope, that the cabbie gets a tip for taking them to this specific brothel. It's like, like in the brochure. Yeah, he's not <laughs> He's not actually like taking you on the back road. Like he gets, I guarantee you he gets like a couple dollars for every dude he brings. So anyways, he gets there and he says, he romanticized it like, oh, I'm going to get in there and there are going to be all these women and I choose which one you want. And it was literally just like, all right, these two have openings. Let's, let's do this, you know? Right. And so he picks this girl and he said that she had like an ID badge and they had to like discuss things and like they, she, you know, showed that she had been tested for STDs recently. And like the very first thing she did was put a condom on his like very phallus, phallic, pe- like not hard, flaccid. Peni- flaccid thank I got you, you, buddy. Penis. And he was like, it was Weena. just, it was, uh, it was not fun. Right. It was not sexual. Yeah. It's and, like, it's um, so, let's, uh, nobody wants to fill out paperwork before they, get to doing the, the thing you yeah know? and then he had a really great bit about he's like you know but i get it so afterwards we just kind of talk shop you know because i'm in the industry and dr drew was like <laughs> you're also a porn star he's like yeah i happen to be like and it was so fucking funny i wish i could remember it but he was basically like yeah i'm the leading uh porn star actor for uh hairy oblique fetishes <laughs> you know because he's like this fat hairy dude and he's got uh shoulder hair shoulder hair that's what oh yeah no he dude this so the reason he is this is something fun to talk about the reason he, uh, Josh Porter is friends with, uh, Tom Segura. Yeah. Tom Segura met him as a comedian and he was obviously coming up more, but he also has a very extensive history in radio. And so Tom hired him as, I don't know exactly what he does for the show with some, like what his title would be like yeah. some kind of director or editor, whatever it is. He helps in the back along with a couple other guys, but they have him on the show all the time cause he is a comedian and, um, they, First discovered that uh, he he can't come. They first discovered that he uh, can't a female. He's never come with a female, right? So that's like his. And then they started the make Josh come to her, where they just try to find ladies to come and try to. It became a game. Became a game, and it was actually he couldn't do it. Was he, he sexually abused? Oh, Doctor Drew, that's, after dark he, over here. Check this out. What's yeah. up? Yeah. What's your trauma? What's your trauma, baby? So, Doctor Drew, he, that's he. They talked about that. If you will look through the yeah. uh, the earlier episodes, Josh is on like one of the first episodes, and that's where they they talk about it's such a topic of discussion on your mom's house. know we've had our differences in the past kid you know uh but I, you kind of you kind of grown on me really you're the only one that shows up here yep i got the code red just like you yep. like and i uh you know there's only two games in here that i have not put ass as the number one high score on here oh yeah i know that you know i think that's actually the yeah. reason it's uh it, most of the people ain't showing up here no more yeah it's because of the uh, vulgar language yeah you know, some of them are abbreviated, though. Like, if I put FCK, I, I can't be responsible for how someone's going to interpret that. Well, how, 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 okay, how else? What, what else well, could fuck. that mean? Oh, 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Did you not get it? See, this is what I'm talking about. See, you didn't get it, so other people probably just won't get it. Look, just get your coins and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Here's the thing. I do have one small suggestion. Okay. To raise your business. Right, right. I might help you out. Okay. What you're doing here is great. You love games. You're trying to provide for the community. Yeah, that's right. But what you have is the same machine a laundromat has. What do you mean? Here's the problem with a laundromat. You go in there, put a dollar in that machine, and what does it give you? Laundry. No. Have you... Four quarters. It gives you four quarters. Right. Okay. Yeah. You knew that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I run an arcade. Yeah. So now yeah, I yeah. have those four quarters. <laughs> What's stopping me from going to another laundromat and using those? Nothing. Right, right. What you need is a proprietary coin. When someone puts a dollar in here, oh. you actually give them 50 cents worth of coins, but it's only your coins. Right. They got to come back to they use gotta it. They got to use them. Here. Sure, they're going to get more for their money, but they got to use it here. And then like- Also, you're going to open up a little kitchen back there. And okay, you're gonna okay. make a fucking rat- cook pizza i mean a rat cook pizza this sounds like a great idea yep and that rat every now and then after he cooks pizza will come out and sing happy birthday and shit i like to love it you know the thing is i don't really like kids so maybe we can have like uh, instead right, of so a rat maybe we can have some some lady with huge tits back there or something yeah so here's the thing we've got to keep it open because like what you're really looking for is a hipster crowd and strippers okay. are so not in with the hipster crowd. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Those, that's what, so what you're looking for is actually get, get a blacksmith back there. Okay. okay. With a handlebar mustache. Right. He's not actually making anything. He's just striking something with a hammer. Maybe and it's artists and pizza. Maybe dude, get a black. Yeah. Cause get a blacksmith to cook pizza with a hammer and then every, <laughs> it'll be real thin crust. I have pizza smith. And then everybody can just be like, you know, that'll, that'll, the hipsters will swarm in. Make everything artisanal, you know, like it's artisanal ski ball where like, you know, you're using reclaimed <laughs> wood for the, for the thing, you know? So, <laughs> and art- again, proprietary coin. This is artisanal <laughs> ski ball. Guys, this is the arcade. This I'm is s- the arcade. Arcade me, baby. And uh, this is where we play games from the Apple Arcade. Which is a service provided by Apple, all holy Apple. And um, it's revolution, revolutionizing mobile gaming, or at least I hope it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like the you know the Netflix of mobile games, and mm-hmm. each week we're playing them, and then we're talking about them. And if you guys play the games, please let us know what you think. Write into roadsodamail at gmail.com, or you can send your messages. Call in, leave a message, 706-200-1213. Uh, this game was Crossy Castle. I loved it. Yeah, dude, it was actually really good. It's, it's This is what mobile gaming is supposed to be. I love games that it you 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 turn it on and you're playing the game. Like what the golf did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you you, turn there's it no on. tutorial, no text, just like in and you're playing. Figure it out. Yeah. And they're like this is this is I think you said it in the last episode. very simple mechanics. You just pull back, let mm-hmm. go, and then you do that the rest of the game Mm -hmm. but yet it's infinitely entertaining and i also like that the levels are good tutorials you know like the levels teach you how to play they don't use text you just you got to solve a puzzle basically you got to figure out how to you know pass this level you've now learned a new skill set i wonder how high the tower goes so in the game you it's each little room you're like a little animal and you get into a room and it's very like super mario donkey kong kind of shit right you just run you jump on the guy's head you click coins when you exit outside the other side of the room, the whole building turns and you're in the next room. It's almost, it's supposed to be like you're going up and down a tower. Right. I wonder how many there are. Yeah, and I bet that it's probably um, 
uh, updated pretty frequently. I know Grindstone, they add new levels and stuff. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think they could do something like that with have it and have it be like randomly generated? So I was actually thinking about like procedurally generated levels, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that and I can't, I can't see them not being able to do that, but I don't know how the, I don't know what the back end of that code looks like for that game. Yeah. Because you don't want it to, to procedurally generate anything that's impossible, right? Or like a or or, or even a, right. like a one percent chance of possible. Yeah, know? and like, yeah, I'm not sure if they could do procedurally generated, but but it's it's a very cool game. Um, you know, there are simple controls. You can move left or right, or you can jump. And I yeah. didn't get far enough to where they added another control, but maybe they add like a double tap. Yeah. So you know, you can do this now. The only thing I've noticed is so you go, you get the three hearts, uh, the coins you spend on hearts after every. I think it's like five. Or, or 10 levels or something like that. And then it, it gives you like a little break. Every time you turn the game, there's no saving it. Every time you start the game, you start from level one. Right. So it's all about climbing the tower. I didn't get a chance and we didn't get a chance to invite a friend and play with a friend because you can play with four people at once. Can you really? Yeah. When you turn on the game, that's supposed to be like the whole, the entire like draw of the game is that you play it with your friends. Is it competitive? Like who gets the most coins or is it just supposed to be fun? Like I think you're supposed to help each other. It's You can get further by having your friends there. You might be able to, because again, I only play by myself. You might be able to like jump off each other's heads and stuff and really get right. to things that you couldn't get to before. Oh yeah, good good point. But yeah, here I'll show you when you open the game itself. There's uh, options down at the bottom. You can invite your friends. This is something I wanted to discuss with you about my game center ID. When did you make like a game center ID? Because it's like a 20, Apple thing. 2013, 2013, I think. Yeah, so it's like it's a, it's been around for a while. Like yeah. in order to play games on your iPhone, a lot of the games, a lot of the mobile games require you to sign into the game center. That's right. I made my game center ID probably just as long as go, long ago. Yeah. And I made my game center ID uh, Rape Wizard. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's and, a terrible um, name. I was very surprised it gave it to me. Yeah. I was like really surprised. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I guess no one really sees it. Yeah. But then there's some games we've been playing, like the Butter Royale. I'm like, I'm pretty sure people can see it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone yeah. sees Rape Wizard. <laughs> yeah, everybody can see it, dude. <laughs> it, is only, <laughs> it is only a matter, and it's spelled exactly how it sounds. There's no special characters, oh nothing. It's Rape Wizard. So let me tell you this. Since we're talking about usernames, I want to tell Please. you that the greatest username I ever came across, I used to play this game uh, called Last of Us. It's a really, really great story, but they also had a multiplayer. And the concept is you're in a post-apocalyptic world. There's two teams of five. You have to run around the map and get resources. And the goal is to eliminate the other team of bandits, right? Okay. But it's pretty scarce on ammunition. And like it's it's made to it's not like Call of Duty. You start with everything, right, right, right. You start with crap, and you can pick up stuff and build things. And anyways, I used to play. And every now and then, you have a good match with someone online, and you might add him as a friend. You may never play with him again, but you might. Right, so right. This guy added me, and then we just started playing, mm -hmm. and we never spoke on the mic, like which is weird because it's Isn't like that a, team a beautiful game, thing. But we just like knew, like we didn't have to talk on the mic. We like learned how to communicate like through our like nods and movements and stuff. how long did you play with this guy? Would you Probably say? two years. And you never spoke I to never him spoke once. to him on the mic. I never used a mic. So I never spoke to him. That and is a beautiful, his username. Beautiful thing. If you're out there 
El Kush Bandito. El it's Kush. me. <laughs> it's El Kush me. Bandito. El Kush Bandito. I was like the Kush Bandit. What a great fucking name. That's oh my. great. And it is, and it's all in Spanish. It's yep. perfect. It reminds me of a uh, um, Bart. Wasn't there was a uh, uh, a Bart thing? El, not. I guess it was Barto or something. But anyways, yeah. El Kush you would Bandito. Have to have, you would have to have Greg here to yeah, answer that one. Greg, help. Mm-hmm. Anyways. El Kush Bandito, it was great. That is, what was your name? Way better than, uh, I always do, it's this S-U-A-M-M-I. Uh, 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 Swami. Swami, okay. I don't know why. Is it always free? Yeah, it's always free. Well, that's a good reason. Yeah, it started back when I was like 13 playing World of Warcraft. That's why I named my priest. Swami. Swami, yeah. And it, I was thinking Swami about like Salami? the- Swami huh? Yeah, I was thinking about like the Johnny Five character. Uh, I don't remember what his name was. I don't know who Johnny Five is. Let me ask you this. It's like an old cartoon. But anyways, yeah, Swami. It's a never taken and it's just... it's That's that's what I always go for when I try to type in a name mm-hmm. is I don't want it to have any numbers or anything. I like the... I like having, having it Having a name, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was super surprised. But anyway, hopefully that I, I never get flagged and it... Uh, I, n- I just know the time's ticking on that rape wizard thing. So let me ask you I'm this. Just for some- <laughs> Where would you put this? Oh, uh, this game? Yeah. This is the pinnacle, just like the last game of yeah. Play While You Poop. The thing is, you're never, ever going to get past a certain place if you only play when you poop because yeah. it always starts you at the beginning. And uh, from what I can tell, there's never a part where you can like, oh, I'm on level 25. I can say it, yeah. save it and come back to 25. Uh-huh. Unless there is a way to do it and I didn't explore the game enough. Right. However, uh, yeah, so you're always going to be doing the same thing. Yeah, so for me, I'm actually going to put it on binge it. I could totally sit on the couch and just fucking play this game for yeah. like an hour or two. And also, there probably, honestly, probably not longer than an hour. But if you got a friend in there, yeah. you know, we don't know what kind of game that could. Uh, we should maybe experiment with it a little bit. Um, you know, before next week, just just for our just yeah, for just our to own see, sake, just know? for the listeners, just for the listeners. And and if anybody did play uh, the game together with someone else, from what I can tell, you can't just kind of random jump in a room with other people. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, but maybe there's not enough people playing it. Maybe we, uh, maybe that's the thing. However, I thought it was really great. It's just like you said, what mobile gaming should be. Yep, graphics look great. They do. It's like that simple, clean. Uh, made to look old but you can see it looks really cool yes absolutely yeah they they do like um it's kind of like you can make 8-bit music now but it sounds I think if really we press well that button you can play with other people oh yeah of course why didn't i realize that that's what those other spots were i thought mm-hmm. there were other characters you can unlock for some reason. oh you can yeah there's a whole list of other characters you can unlock see It'd be a duck or a chicken. Yeah, I thought maybe you could just save favorite characters and like those are those four slots. I didn't realize that you could play with other people because that's incredible. I'm a little dumb sometimes. That he lied to you. He says this, but he's a lie. I'll tell you what, I liked it. I'm going to put it on uh, binge shit it. I'm going to put it on, yeah, binge it, but not shit it because don't shit on your phone. Yeah, it was fun, man. This is exactly what I want out of the arcade mindless fun games i hope you guys enjoyed it too even please tell us what you think roadshow to mail at gmail.com and the phone number ready get a pen quick 706-200-1213 uh next week's game is brand new i think it came out this week it looks like there's a lot going on uh looks like there's uh very things shooting places going all around very arcadey it is called Round Guard. 
a bouncy dungeon crawler. I doubt it's an actual. Oh man, I wish, I hope it's an actual dungeon crawler. I hope, but I th- we both know they're using that term real loosely now. Round Guard is a bouncy dungeon crawler with pinball physics, lots of loot, and a randomized castle full of, check that out, randomized. That's awesome. Isn't it? Uh, full of oddballs. Press your luck against hordes of dangerously cute monsters and challenging roguelike elements in this all-round bouncy Ooh, adventure. roguelike elements. I'm roguelike. into that. I'm into roguelike. What do you think that is, roguelike? Roguelike is a game archetype. Hmm? Yeah, I'm pretty sure roguelike is a game archetype for like the top-down dungeon crawlers. Oh, really? So if they're saying it's rogue type, then it would actually truly be a dungeon crawler. Let's fucking. I don't think you would use roguelike lightly. That would like there's a they lot of could never. There's a lot of fanboys out there and fangirls. They'd be like WCF, etc. They would set them on fire if they f- could find their location. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for thanks for coming. I'll, I guess I'll see you again next week, kid. Yeah, I'll definitely be here to you know look look into the pizza. At Goldstein and Goldstein, we get your money. We get we your get money. Your money. Your Just give a call. 1-800-JEWS-FOR-HEART. Don't have a lawsuit? No problem. We've got plenty. Car wreck? Does your neck hurt? Doesn't matter. You'll get, You'll your, get, money. Your, get money. your money. Our family-owned practice has been getting people money for generations. We invented the hot coffee. The slip and fall patent pending. We aren't saying we launder money, but we will take your cash to the cleaners. <laughs> One time, a nice old lady called us and said her neighbor's dog kept shitting on a lawn. Now the neighbor eats through a straw. We fixed the problem. At Gorbachev and McGillicuddy, we'll kill your neighbor's dog and make it look like an electrical thing. Ever heard of a little place in France called Notre Dame? It wasn't even insured, but the Pope knew just who to call. Finkel Scrankin Goose Tank. Now he's got the money. Come on down, call us 1-800-JEWS-FOR-HIRE. Get your money. And then it got into, I don't remember exactly how he started doing it, but they, they started doing OnlyFans, which is like the oh, website yeah. that he uses. Yeah. It, now, I thought OnlyFans was a uh, a Patreon thing. Like, I've never actually been on the site, but I just from referencing, like people referencing it in uh, Reddit comments and stuff, um, I thought that it was like a Patreon because not, it's not only porn stars that do it. It isn't. So you can use like it. Like Twitch streamers do it. Yeah. So yeah. you can you can use it for all the same things like a Patreon and whatnot. But there is, it is the place of like a seething underbelly of uh, mostly like porn. I, wouldn't, I don't want to say mostly. But that's the only time I've heard about it. Yeah. Like in, on the podcast and stuff, they're talking about these. It's like, you know. Like cam girls. And yeah. Cam stuff. girls yeah. and famous porn stars and stuff they have. So if you like them, you, they have their only fans page and you pay a subscription and then you can pay more and you can also tip them and you get things specifically for you, depending on how much you're paying. So yeah. it's like, it's a great way for them to make more money and monetize themselves. Cause it's a very rough business for them. Um, but he started doing it. They got him to do it and he was sending, Oh it, yeah. He was sending, um, it was because of this Cameo. Have you heard of Cameo? I don't know what that is. So Cameo is a is an app, and they hire a bunch of famous people onto the app, and you can go onto the and 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 you can go on, and you pay whatever they're asking, like five bucks or something, or thirty dollars or hundred dollars, uh-huh. and like Dwayne the Rock Johnson will make you a personalized video, and send, so you can be like, you can send them a hundred bucks and say say happy birthday to my dad, thirty minute or thirty yeah. second video, yeah, and they'll send it. 
Wow. So that's what he tried doing. And then it, um, it somehow it went down the path of him just showing his, uh, like body hair to people. And yeah. Then he, it was so like, he really is the leading porn star for shoulder hair. Yeah. And then he started doing it week by week. And oh it was my at, God. At I thought first, it was a bit. This is so great. At first it was a bit, but then he, he started off at $40 like per cameo. And then it went up to like the next week he was on the show and they're like, He's like, well, actually, it's up to like a hundred now, just because it was so. He said he had over like two thousand requests. Yeah, and of course, it was a lot of people from your mom's house who are just like, yeah, I want sure. a video from him. But of course, there are actually people that snuck in there and that find it and did it. Uh, um, just wanted to actually see some shoulder hair. This is so wonderful. And even today, he keeps he he said a couple times, yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. But he definitely is still doing it yeah because he's making a ton of a money a ton of money and all he has to do there's one where he took his shoes off and he put like he just had to have dirty feet and just go oh yeah look at these dirty feet because he's got like hair on his toes and shit dude and he's me, making like so he's great. making like two grand a pop let me ask you something how there, so there's something i want to share in the same vein yeah but but I'm worried that it might be too graphic for the podcast. Never. Okay. So no, it's actually not that bad. There's no like trigger well, warning. Now you it's got just, me all, it's just weird. So like here's the deal. Judged. We were talking about cam girls and um how much money they make doing very strange things. Yeah. And my good friend said, Oh yeah, I uh one one of his close friends, uh so not just someone he knows as an acquaintance, somebody he's close to right. uh, is a cam girl. Okay. And she makes killer money. She only works three days a week and she makes tons of money. And he was like, yeah, and you know, like basically she does like, uh, she'll put like a, a suction cup dildo on her table, put peanut butter on it and then jerk it off with her feet. You know, nothing weird. Nothing and weird. And it was just so weird that he meant that. He meant that because he's like, well, she's not having sex with anybody. And it's like, that's just what some dude wants to see. I was like, is this where we've become as a society where you can say I'm going to put a dildo on the table covered in peanut butter and jerk it off my feet and someone's going to pay me $2,000 and that's not weird? I mean, I don't, don't think so. Don't kink shame me, bro. What do you, I mean, what do you, what do you need to uh, get you there? That's, that's the thing. There's something for everybody and um, it's easy for these, you know, these girls. You're not, for you, it's exactly that, right? It's I'm putting my feet on a, on a, on a peanut butter covered dildo, but there is somebody out there that that is the thing that's like, it that's the thing there's like there's so many people there's billions of people in the world there is going to be a thing for everybody and you know i haven't seen it but um uh one of my friends was telling me that there is a fetish for and it might have been you where they just sit on balloons with their butts and yeah. like the, the thing is is that they kind of like bounce on and eventually the end of the video of course is they pop it and that's the, it's the anticipation yeah, yeah the anticipation of will they pop it and stuff yeah and, there's yeah, also like, really um famous videos there was one that was uh, very, very funny. I thought it was, it was all in lieu of. Willow, sit. You remember two girls, one cup? Oh God! To this day, it oh, is. Dude. This is. I thought about this the other day. How, this is like a combination of shower thoughts. Ready? This was my shower thought. Yeah. And maybe we'll even. I we got to do this anyway. Two girls, one cup. Yeah. Is the most famous viral video you'll never see. Why will you never see it? It's it's viral, but no, like 
it's almost unseen in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people have heard of it, but never saw it. It's so, it's permeated so much of culture, but yeah. at the same time, no one's watching it. So here's the thing. I was like 19 when that came out and I did see that. And yeah. you know what else I saw is the one, they did the one man, one cup. A one man, one jar. Yeah. One man, one jar. Do you yeah, remember that? that? One's horrific. Let's, let's work through this slowly. Terrible. Ready? Oh the, my God. The one girl, one cup. The best part about that. You mean two girls, one cup? Two girls, one cup. Was not watching two girls, one cup. The best part of two girls, one cup was getting people to watch it for the first time and being and watching them. That That's was, what my that stepdad did to everyone. He's like, you come here. You got to watch yeah. this. Come here. Get your drink. No, actually, you want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And then, of course, it opened up this door for like all these other videos. Right. Yeah. And yeah. One guy, one jar, which honestly... I'm under the impression that video maybe already existed, but some genius fucking renamed it. And dude, that, that that's probably one of the most traumatic. I don't think we should even talk about what I it think is. we should. I, I think just, we should. It's this one is, of the most traumatizing things I've ever seen in my life. This is one of the most now a lot. Have you, did you ever read, um, did you ever read haunted by, uh, yes, I did. Now the, the first Are you talking about the pool scene. Yeah. The pool yeah. scene. Now that is very, that has, if anyone who has read it, we actually, Greg actually read that book. Uh, like kind of for the podcast, I just ladies recommend and gentlemen, we talk Isaiah about it. needs to riff. My dog is exploring his bag. I need to oh, cool. stop her. The dog does what she wants, and yeah, uh, she's so stubborn. I can't help. You know what am I gonna do? She's my roommate. Go ahead. Hey man, you gotta live with her. So the it opened up this this door, and now that uh, book really really gets it to people but you don't you know that didn't maybe it happened maybe it's happened to somebody right um but you don't got to see anything yep this that video was absolutely traumatizing so let's uh the video opens and it's a hardwood floor with a with a towel i believe there's a towel on the floor and you just uh the camera is also on the floor now guys if you see what i'm seeing this is justin very stressed out right now and i'm not gonna lie i'm just rubbing my face because it's, it's doing like, it's doing something for it. do fine. we even need to tell people but i mean we at this point we've built it up we gotta tell them but it's just like this is this is supposed to be a variety show entertainment we're mean, like sometimes you ready is, to get dark all right let's this do is this. variety all right, all how about how about i don't explain it as graphic no I'm no just no, trying to set no i want to help let's do let's do this right okay so it's the the camera is on the floor yeah. And all you see is from maybe about uh, maybe a foot up. You don't even see the knees. You just see shins and feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a glass like jar, mason like jar. a mason jar. Yeah. And it's upside Sealed. down. It's very important. And it's, is it, is it upside down or right side up? I think it's upside down, isn't it? Yeah, I don't remember that, but but I do remember it was sealed because that's part of what caused the problem. Okay, so yeah. And it's I think it's upside, yeah. And it's on the ground. And I believe there was a towel on the ground. Like he, yeah. he knew something, something was going to get a little messy. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you're like, well, what's going to happen next? And uh, as the video is playing, then you just see a, a bottom yep. being lowered down. A so male he's, so ass. He's, so he's got a good squat. You yep. know, he's squatting down. I, honestly, I'm really, one of the things I took away from this video is that he, you know, I do not have great hip flexor mobility. That guy had a great what they call an ass to grass ass to grass for sure. He had a, he had a little practice, Justin, don't worry. And <laughs> the, this guy, uh, he squats down and he does exactly what we were all thinking. He begins to, he puts his, uh, a noose on the, the yeah. jar, the glass jar. If you've he, ever seen the South park episode where they start eating with their asshole. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what he's doing. He's consuming this 
with his asshole. And I know what you're thinking. What's the diameter on on a on a mason jar? It's got to be three and a half inches. Three and a half, four inches. Yeah. It's that's uh now Dr. Drew. Speaking of him, he has a saying: if you make the okay sign, yeah. anything bigger, yeah, and you don't that's put right. it in your butt, yeah, don't prolapse your anus. Don't. Yeah, that's. I the, want one of those shirts. That's a shirt. Don't prolapse your anus and. So this guy lowers himself down onto the glass jar. He gets about halfway down and yeah. you're like, hey, shit's going pretty good. I guess that's what he likes. And I think he almost stands up a little bit, now, doesn't he? Real quickly, the important part about this is you're you're watching this and there is silence. It is silence. There's like a little I, if I remember there's like a little room noise, like maybe an AC unit or something, but or a refrigerator. Silence. Yeah. And then you hear a sound. You hear a pop. And that pop is the jar breaking breaking and it breaks and um, well it's in his butt so it doesn't go anywhere and it yep. just kind of crunches and then you hear the sound of like hard edges of glass grinding together yep and you know it's probably not happening in a great place no nope. it's probably a bad place and then you can hear that sound that grinding yep all <sighs> right it's and it's like hollow and echoey because it's of where so it's bad. located and then um the next part you see is uh, a good amount good amount of blood just yeah a lot of blood out. what i still don't understand to this day is why sorry guys yeah why did i watch that when i was younger i was just like well it's fucked up you know just like why was i why was i drawn I to that know. i don't because it's so you know someone showed it to me right or i was on yeah. 4chan at the time because i used to, That's I used to go that on stuff. that website yeah but it was just so weird like why why do i watch that just you know it is bad, but at the same time, maybe it did do something for us because maybe when the apocalypse comes and we see people like bleeding out, you're like, well, yeah. I saw one guy, one jar, so I think I'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. Then the, they had some really fun videos that were, uh, one of my favorites was Pudding Farts. I don't know what that so is. So it's really, really dark uh, video. You can't really see much, but you hear it's, it's on a bed and uh -huh. there's a plate. It's so funny. It's a plate and there's pudding on the, on the plate. Okay. Get a bowl. Right, well, who course. puts pudding on a fucking plate? Yeah. And it's a paper plate. Like yep. she's not even trying, right? And uh, you can tell she's kind of older and you can't see her face, but you hear her and she's like, yeah, you want me to fart on that pudding? And uh, she she has like granny panties and she ha takes them off. And you, again, you can't see the face. It's just the plate on the bed and, and she's like on all fours and her butt's by it, right? And uh, she's getting up close to it and she's, yeah, you want me to fart on that? And then she would fart on that pudding. And then... This is, the, and then it. She's farting, and it's, and that was uh, like a, a turd, turd flying out and landing on the plate, and she goes oh oh, and then like the video ends. At it, I that made me laugh very very that, hard. That is that is more funny, for sure than the other subject matter. But still, it's like why did I used to watch stuff like that? Isaiah's like I watched that this morning. I mean that's how I wake up. It's like my alarm. Yeah. And then there was meatloaf farts. There was this. There was this girl, and and sometimes she had her friends, and it almost sounds like I watched these. Yeah, like I almost feel like I know it too much. Sounds like about there it. was a rabbit hole. Yeah, and then there was like these, these. Um, uh, she did multiple. She did cake farts, and she also did um, pudding. Not pudding. She did the uh, meatloaf farts. Right now, cake farts was fun because it was like a full chocolate cake with the icing on it. Like it looks like they made the cake like. Well, let's make the cake for our video. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they had it on the kitchen table and she got down on it. And when she's farting, it was like blowing the, the fucking icing off. <laughs> That's a powerful fart. It, you could see it like moving. 
but then there was uh, meatloaf farts and that one was different had a different dynamic yeah they had it on a chair and she straddled the chair and sat down on it and and the dynamic was she was trying to convince her friend to do it with her she's like come on it's fun don't you want to fart on this meatloaf and she's like no i don't want no part of that meatloaf that line Right there, yeah. Has I, I to this day you might hear it catch me saying I don't want no part of that meatloaf. That's Sometimes so I'll change around. Funny, yeah. But it's just it was such a funny ad lib that that lady did. She didn't even know what she was doing. Yeah. Great videos. Listen, Great stuff on the internet. If there's, I want to know. Write in roadsodamail at gmail dot com or call in at or send your favorite videos in. Yeah. Seven seven zero six two hundred one two one three. I want to know what the most traumatizing thing you've ever seen on the internet is. Ooh. Hold on. My dog's trying to eat my drumsticks. That's a deep dive right there. Yeah. Guys, what? Yes. Tens of stuff that you seen on the internet that absolutely changed your life. And uh, for better or worse, now it's there. Now it's there forever. And um, we started We started out with mirrors and we ended with, with cake farts. I thought that was a pretty good run. Justin's Justin's pupper was Sorry. chewing on the she sticks. Was, well, you know, to be fair, I do love my dog because she doesn't actually chew on anything. She just gets it wet. So you got wet drumsticks. Wet drumsticks. And it ends with wet drumsticks. Drumstick farts. Bender, what's that? Bender is the dating app matching serious drinkers. Day drinking on a day off work? That's for amateurs. But do they all know you at the liquor store? Even the 8 a.m. guy? What time feels most natural to black out? If you have a time in mind, then Bender is for you. Bender will find a partner uniquely matched to your drunken lifestyle. Pick from our most popular profile types. Quiet brooder, incoherent arguer, fuzzy giggler, or lovey dove. And with our new HD recording feature, the next morning you can actually find out how things went. Sign up with Bender now, right now. Don't wait to finish one more drink. Do it. All right. Well, right after this one. Washing clean, getting clean, thinking thoughts about stuff. That was beautiful. Was it? You don't got to lie to me, man. That was great. It's great. Here's a shower thought for you. Okay. Actually, I think that that compliment, actually the real thing that would hurt your feelings would not be that I was lying to you what would actually be worse if I was being genuine and that's how low my expectations of you were. You're right. That would be the brutality. You would rather me lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, there's your shower thought. (laughs) What's your shower thought? What's your shower thought? Mine was, uh, the one I picked up was there is a point in your life when you literally take the biggest shit of you'll ever take. That's so true. Yeah. And you'll never top it. But you never know. You don't get to properly celebrate. No, that's why I take pictures of all of them. You know, I love the idea on Reddit every now and then on the, um, like one of those weird, like the Monkey Paul subreddit or the Ouija subreddit. There was one where it was like, if you could have a counter over your head, um, what statistic would you want to track for you and the surrounding world? Um, Or like one of them was... uh, Oh man, I'm trying to remember. Oh, one of them was um you you have a number of uh how many times you've been masturbated to. Oh. 
two above your head. Like how many people have masturbated to a photo or a video of you? Okay. Right. Not no, no like masturbation, like in person play. It has like on a photo or screen. That's. And then that's how your status was monitored in this society. There'd right? be a lot of really high status girls. Yeah, there absolutely would. But here's where I, this is my shower thought for, for that actually is that do the man and the woman, if you're watching a porn, do both the man and the woman get a counter above their head? Well, I guess. By how, f- how can you prove intent? Like, oh, I was watching the girl. Well, you're, oh, you're the watching the action. Knows. Yeah. The, the counter knows. <laughs> if we've, I don't know. I guess they would both, right? It's yeah. part of the, it's the whole experience. And that, I got, I had one more. I saw a nice good one on Let's here. Let's do it. Why did it switch over to a different, it just doesn't make any sense. So I went to just all time and then, oh yeah, that's always, see. that's, I got a bad habit of doing that yeah. with uh, subreddits. Oh yeah. And then you go, you go all time and lose four hours. You lose all. Yeah. yeah. It's always, I went, I did that with, um, uh, food porn. No, ugly food porn once. Oh yeah. I did it for shitty tattoos. Dude. They're so funny. I had, it was, it was a, a very memorable laughing fit. There was one with this guy. He had a bunch of chicken on a, it was a glass stovetop, mm-hmm. you know, like electric. And uh, he just had chicken laying flat on, no pan, nothing. And it just said, hibachi anyone? And it was like, he was just using it like a hibachi girl, like cooking it right on the glass top. I thought it was hilarious. Um, oh, I know. I just, I, I've seen it. It took me a second. I, you explained it fine. It took me a minute <laughs> to grasp the concept. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, so this one, it says, do not touch must be the scariest thing to read in Braille. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's, that is a great idea. Uh-oh, too late. Do you think it's written anywhere in Braille? So I like to think that... Maybe they just say it. I like to think that <laughs> blind people maybe like to make play pranks on each other. Like there's, right, there's probably, okay. <laughs> you know, so here's the thing. Like this kind of ties into one of the other segments we did um, that is before or after this one, depending, because I'm breaking the fourth wall right now. But... We were talking about, um, um, like, basically a group having a way to signify something mm-hmm. to everyone around them. And so, like, my friend uh, um, is gay, and she explained to me about hanky culture, where when you go out, they call it hanky or a bandana, handkerchief, you know? Okay. And in your back pocket, if a specific color handkerchief will mean a certain thing and whether it's in the left or the right. So usually from what I understand, and I'm not going to name colors or anything because I literally don't know. I don't want to be made fun of by your, your, uh, yeah, everyone's really BTQ. They're really in tune with the culture. So anyways, but it basically be like, all right, yellow looking on the left means I'm looking to give a blow job. Yellow on the right means I'm looking to receive a blow job, Mm. right? Like purple on the right means I'm looking for like a dyke style. Let me, hold on. I need my pen and paper. Continue. So like a a lesbian who has like a purple handkerchief in her right pocket is like, she's looking for a dyke style kind of lesbian and then the opposite. So anyways, um, uh, so there's that. And then my friend Cody who works at a bar in Austin was explaining to me that, um, there's like a whole like kind of cuckold fetish thing. And it, they're so like progressive in Austin, surprisingly, that the bars will have like poly night where guys get, where like groups go out. Same thing. Uh, I don't think, I don't remember if he said they use bandanas or they wear like a bracelet. 
and like the color and the which hand it's on is like hey we're a couple looking for a bowl which means right. like you know or like and you it's just yeah because you don't want to screw that up no you God. know they got to have some kind of signaling yeah that's interesting because there is that i mean that's where the idea of like gaydar came from is there was no way to know you just i know i, yeah. I know that guy yeah but then they uh walk around with the hankies and and it is a very uh the signaling just that we were talking about with the mirrors and the cups and everything yeah yeah the, I, well i thought that was pretty dude <laughs> these I, people on reddit I'm, got some thoughts i'm so glad that we philosophized just then it made me Philo- feel really we thought smart of, we thought philosophized we philosophized shower thoughts This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Just The Tip. Rich people bribe their way through life, even putting their kids through college. The rest of us can't do that. But now there's Just The Tip, the all-new tipping app that allows you to bribe without any money. That's right, with Just The Tip, put your mouth where your money isn't. Whose dick do I gotta suck around here for a drink? Before, you had no idea whose dick you had to suck. Now just pull out your phone and our algorithm will show you exactly who. Thank God for Just The Tip. I would have never got that drink. Just The Tip allows average Joe to be treated like a sultan. A dick-sucking sultan. Manslaughter Barricade Champion. Did you see that on TV last night? I love that show. You have 60 minutes to build a barricade that's going to withstand an attack from a convicted felon of like a convicted murderer yeah and uh he's gonna try to break through the barrier for 30 minutes and uh so you got six minutes 60 minutes to survive a 30 minute attack yeah yeah we used to i grew up on that show man Mm -hmm. my favorite was old uh what was his name matt he called into the show once what was his name oh I, i don't know who you're referencing i'm so sorry he called and he left a message on the machine. He was like a crowbar or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Uh, we'll go back through. Hey, this is the Millennial Book Club, everybody. Thanks for coming in. This is, we're not watching any, we're not, we're not, we're not reading any books. This is not a book club. This is just the, we're just watching Netflix. Originals. Just watching Netflix. Just it's watching. accessible. You know, everybody's got it. I haven't found people who haven't, who don't have Netflix yet. I haven't met them yet. Um, I don't know if I want to. We're just trying to stay on brand with our brand. Anyway, this week we watched The Goop Lab uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow. And you guys can write or call into the show, uh, write into the show at roadsodamail at gmail.com or call our number and leave a nice little message. It's 706-200-1213. And um, tell us what you think about last week or this week. But let's talk about now. When we chose the show, my idea, my hope was to really get something that would, you know, really grind our gears or give us something fun to talk. Yeah, about. absolutely. You said there was some controversy surrounding the show. Where did you hear about the show to begin with? Um, I heard I heard about the show uh, from a couple of Reddit posts, 
And the Reddit posts were links to news articles that were criticizing the show. And they were criticizing it because it was using like really non-scientific um, like remedies to illness. Right. And um, like a real, a non-medical or non-scientific way to look at healthy living and yeah. things like that. So I don't know if that's accurate, but that's pretty much what I what I came down to was it was a bunch of bunch of uh, woo-woo. Yeah, a bunch of bullshit that was being peddled as fact. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it can kind of become dangerous is yeah. the fact. Now, I say that with a real kind of um loaded in that and I don't know how to explain that. When I when I say it's dude, sometimes you never fucking know. Like I think if you if I really think if someone truly believes something is working, then it is. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. far as it being a real thing that works for everybody is completely different. However, I think there is a real danger to telling everybody that these things. So you know, I turned it on the very first, and this is sorry. Let me just give you the. Uh, I believe this is like the Wikipedia synopsis or something. Leading with curiosity and keeping it real. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop team take a look at psychedelics, energy work, and other challenging wellness topics. Yeah, it kind of reeks of a lot of rich white people stuff, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And you watch the very first episode, and uh, there's a fun game you can play. Um, If you can play uh, Count the Black People. Are there none? Yeah, you won't count any. They're real hard to <laughs> real hard to spot. It's so funny because, dude, it's it's. She, okay, the message of what she's talking about. So in the first one, you know, she goes to a uh, retreat, but actually, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't do it. She just sends her friends. Apparently, her her friends are famous by proximity. Like, there's this um, you know real light in the loafers dude that she always hangs out with. No, real mm. limpers kind of guy that she's always hanging out with. Yeah. And it showed all these pictures of them together. And it's like, I've never seen that guy anywhere. But I feel like people know him just because he's at the Oscars with Mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow or like doing some event. And uh, they sent him down to Jamaica to do a mushroom retreat. And like a couple of like a couple of her other friends, too. This sounds like a bad setup. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the mushroom. retreat. No, there's nothing there. This seems like a like a bad call. It's just, they're talking about psychedelics and how they can help with our problems that like our depression and, and how they can help us just, and we were, we're all pretty lost. You know, I, I quote Matt every single time I say, we're dude, we're 2000 years from fucking Babylon. All right. We're, we're a bunch of sheep herders staring at neon lights. Like we don't know what the fuck is going on. Most of the time we've just been spent roaming around on planes and now here we are recording a podcast and like we say oh yeah we get we comprehend this we know what's going on we don't really know what the fuck these microphones are doing and then yeah. they go into this computer box and then what it does in there it's like dude, we don't it's all magic right um so we're pretty lost and depressed so when they, these people are telling us how to you know kind of reconnect or find something in this i like the message but it's just so funny that the only people who are able to even worry about that shit are a bunch of rich fucking white people, you know, because everyone else might be having the same kind of problems comparatively. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I believe pain is relative as far as like your pers- 
perspective, like what's going on in your life, how something affects you. You can be feeling, I mean, it's pretty shitty to say, really immense pain for something pretty benign. Yeah. Um, but just as just as intense pain as somebody would feel for maybe someone passing away or something. It's kind of, but either way, uh, so these people that are of lower status, I'm holding up quotes. I'm talking about everybody that's not white. <laughs> um, they, they're, you know, they think they have, they're, they've got what, what what we would all call like real problems, right? You know, like economic problems and um, people holding them back problems, things like that. And uh, it's kind of shitty, but you look at the white people or look at like rich white ladies and you go, how could you have any problems? But the re- the fact of it is she's feeling just as shitty as you are. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Your, your body's always going to find a way to feel shitty. No matter yeah. what you do. And I think that some people are predisposed to it. You know, like uh, if you think about it, I really don't have anything to complain about in my whole life. Nope. Um, not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. But, you know, I still feel there are days and weeks when it's like kind of hard to get out of bed. You know, yeah. sometimes it lasts a long time. Sometimes it lasts like a week, you know, or maybe just a few days, you know. But it doesn't, it, it just seems that like, you know, in my early 20s, you know, it made more sense. I was sleeping on a floor, you know? Um, right. So, so you're like, it's easy. You p- your problem is, well, it's obviously that. Yeah. But then, right? so as you, as you grow, you know, your problems do too. Not that they get bigger, but they change, you know? Right. And so it's more about like stress management and, you know. We're, we are programmed to feel a certain amount of stress. We're programmed to be walking out in the woods and then all of a sudden freak out because like a tiger might take us out, right? Most of our time on this planet, whether we're like evolving into humans and then being humans, that's what we get stressed about. And our bodies are built for that type of stress, but now there's no tigers. Mm -hmm. So something on Facebook gives you the same adrenal response that a tiger jumping out of bushes might, or, or watching Donald Trump give a speech would give you the same experience as if like you're getting bit by a fucking snake, like out in the real world, you know? That's an interesting perspective on it for sure. That's like, um, it's, it's a, it's a curse. And, and, but the message itself of psychedelics and stuff kind of being a a reconnection, showing you that, that all that shit's relative and showing you that everyone's kind of feeling the same. We're all the same in this thing. That's a great message. It's just very funny to watch a bunch of rich white people. They're the ones that are only allowed to, and hopefully, you know, if maybe a bunch of rich white people start partaking in more psychedelics, well, maybe they'll start treating people differently. Maybe they'll start acting differently. Maybe uh, things will change or maybe they'll inspire someone else to do it. Yeah. Do you think just from what you saw here, do you think that, that people are overreacting? Do you think there's anything actually dangerous in here? In well, that's the thing. So with, it just so happens that the first episode is about psychedelics right. being something that I'm already kind of like on board with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't just talk about, um, like psilocybin they don't just talk about mushrooms they also talk about mdma mm-hmm. and uh there was this guy who was uh went to iraq and he he went to take a shit in the porter like the fucking john one time and uh they started bombing him so he got bombed in the the shitter and now he says he can't ejaculate unless he has someone shit on his chest okay and i just made that last part <laughs> oh my god i was like that's a weird fucking link the first part is right <laughs> he did he did have something but he went to um this special therapy where they they did they were experimenting with mdma on um ptsd right uh-huh. it's really interesting now they don't 
really say this in there, but I've seen other places how things like this or how the, they think these things work. And it's only with research in memory that they then are, are like how memories are implanted in our brain and how, how they kind of function connected to emotion. So the idea with MDMA is they get you so hopped up on MDMA that you're, everything feels good, right? Everything's amazing. It's so funny. They show him in like the setting that he took it and he's laying down on like this futon thing and he's got a doctor on each side with like a notepad. I'm like, yeah, that's the ideal fucking yeah. MDML, MDMA yeah. trip. You know what? It would be awesome. My, to be the, heavily to be, monitored. And to, hey, I want someone around me taking notes. Um, he, <laughs> but uh, the idea is then for you to recall the things that give you stress. Like when you're in that state. Now let's think about those things. Uh, tell me about the time that you got, you know, blown up or whatever. And as you're re, because when you your memories, when you explain a memory to somebody, you in a, you essentially relive that thing. And every time you relive it, it comes with such a heavy emotion. That's the emotion that stays with it. But if the idea is that they put you in such an, uh, um, what's the word, like ecstatic or uh, whatever state, euphoric, euphoric. That's yeah. the word. Yeah, they put you in such a euphoric state. When you go to recall that memory those euphoric feelings will then kind of weave themselves into that memory. So then when you recall the memory after that, it doesn't hit as hard. And that there's actually a couple medications that, that they kind of experiment that with that. But that's the idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. Anywho, and there's something really kind of nuts and bolts about that. Whereas, and, and to be honest, they were pretty nuts and bolts about the psilocybin stuff. There was no, yeah, yeah. So I'd be interested to watch more episodes and, you know, see if, uh, if anyone who got further than we did that, if, if, was there anything that was like actually dangerous or was it, you know, cause I think people were just overreacting. Uh, well, that's the thing. So, uh, kind of doubling back it again, just the first episode. So the episodes following following were, uh, cold comfort, the pleasures. So that's the other thing, cold comfort. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of Wim Hof. Yeah. Which, and Wim Hof's methods and his things that he's stated that he can do have all been heavily researched. Most recently, I believe, at like Harvard Medicine. So that's like, I mean, that's not so woo-woo, right? No. And, you know, I went into this really having a perception because of the controversy that was generated online. And what a lesson for me. Like, I'm still not, you know, I'm not saying that I, I super enjoyed the show. Uh, and I'm not saying that I'll watch more of it. But um, I... I Let's read, be real, Justin. You didn't watch any of it. That's right. So <laughs> you read some things online, and uh, and then I made a decision that like, oh, this show is yeah dumb. You I know? think that that happens to us sometimes, and I don't. But I, the thing is, is that like I perceive myself to be immune to it. But look what I've done. You know, that's, that's how it I goes. mean. I think uh, I think when you would have watched it, you would have kind of seen it for for what it was. I think. Um, there, there. That's the thing. There may absolutely be an episode that is, and and maybe it is hard because it is such ecstatically white people. Like it doesn't get any more Lily. I cannot. Exp- they even in the first episode, and, and now that I'm looking at this photo, you see this like pink kind of color. If you look up Goo Lab or the Goop Lab, she's almost standing in like a Javina. Oh, the Janes. You see. Yeah, you see picture? I do see. And she's wearing like this pink dress. So this this pink bubblegum yeah. color is just, it's like they put that filter on every shot almost. Really? And uh, Yeah, everything. It's almost, and if you, you don't pick up on it, it's like you notice it, 
but then once you you know you actually notice it it's it's very prevalent in every shot like from you see what they're wearing and then there was even this guy's like skin tone at one point they really cranked up this pink color mm -hmm. i don't know why i want i want to see if there's other colors and is there something episodes. wrong with your television <laughs> maybe there is maybe there is there's nothing wrong what with what if me. it was a metaphor to for seeing the world through rose colored glasses for some reason that would be cool i maybe. doubt it could be what if it's a metaphor for everything needs to be more feminine what if it was a metaphor for that we're all turning into shrimp because shrimp are pink? Uh, what if it's a metaphor that we're all just like Zoidberg? Yeah, I'm with you. I think we're. The, I think it's that one. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, I think it is that. These one. are all ways to not have our. She's actually from the future. She's seen that we turn into crab people, and she's trying to prevent. She's that. trying to stop us. Yeah. Thank you, Gwyneth Paltrow. Can now I that I understand, she's great. She's so great. It's a cool name, Gwyneth. What's next? Uh, the next week, hold on, I'm just, yeah, energy experiment, are you into it? That's the thing, man. I think I'm already so numb to this shit, and this is like Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow popping out on the scene doing, talking about like healing and cold and the hell, uh, what is it, like energy and stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, dude, I listen to Mysterious Universe like 24-7. Yeah, know? yeah. This Kinda is not so far-fetched, right? Yeah. It's really not. Anywho, so yeah, next week, because I really did want us to choose something. Let's find something inflammatory. I want to find mm -hmm. something that's going to really start grinding our gears, you know? If, if we got to get to The Bachelor, we're, we'll get to it. But this week, this week we are going to watch The Circle. Now that has actually been out for a minute. I remember seeing it almost like a year ago. I didn't watch it, but it is, oh, come on now. Status and strategy collide in this social experiment and competition show where online players flirt, befriend, and catfish their way toward $1,000. Okay, I'm sorry, they're gonna it's catfish the their way? It's the Sociopath Olympics. Are you serious? Well, that's not what it's called. It's called the circle, but right, that's but no, what I just that's great. what I just that's read. That's great. The sociopath Olympics. <laughs> let's yeah, let's just call it that cuz how is it anything but? Let's let me read it again. Ready? <clears throat> Status and strategy collide. Yeah. So strategy, right? Uh, and in this social experiment and competition show where online players flirt, befriend, catfish their way toward 100,000. That's crazy. Yeah, you're literally trying to take people. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm ready to watch this. I'm ready to be mad. I'm ready to get upset. I'm ready to get up. Or maybe we're going to do the same thing. Maybe we're going to fall in love with this thing. Like, oh, these guys are great. They know what they're doing. So, guys, you can write into the show, roadsodamail at gmail.com. Tell us what you think of the Goop Lab or next week's episode with uh, The Circle. And or call in 706-200-1213 and then uh, let us know what you think. That one kind of felt like 130, and but um, you know what? I like this one uh, just the same. I do too. And actually, today's went down a little smoother. It's cooler weather here in Florida right now, you know. And uh, it was nice. The windows were down. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you were listening to the album "The Campfire Head Phase" by Boards of Canada because you know it's the greatest album of all time, <laughs> and you're listening to it with the windows down and just really vibing and. You're just kind of moving in and out, and the 
road soda is cold. It's the 131st, but in a strange way, it reminds you of the first. You know, it just, it takes you back. It feels familiar, yet strangely new. It's like you're nostalgic for a place you've never been before. You know, it's like this, man, what a great road soda. That's your, that is the best, uh, no, I don't want to say critique. That is that is the best review we've ever had. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. But also, for real, listen to the Campfire Headways by Boards of Canada. Came out in 2006. Tell me, it, write in. Write in and prove me wrong. Change my mind. Road, it's not the, road, and listen to the whole album. Listen to beginning to end. RoadSodaMail at gmail.com. What do you think about this? Uh, what was it? Boards of Canada? Boards What's of in? Canada, the Campfire Headways. You got to listen to the whole album, front to back. Do it. So what did you learn? Man, I learned the coronavirus is ruining the news. It's ruining the news. It's ruining my sports. It's funny, I don't even watch sports. But now you mentioned earlier off the air and, and not while we're talking about there's a good chance it's going to affect the Habib. The fight that is destined to never happen. Yep. And not only that, but Habib. I, I was going to go see Thy Art is Murder. Right. And Aversion's Crown, Greg, or Grant, if you're listening. <laughs> you know, Grant, what's up? Going to a heavy metal show. Next Wednesday, they canceled it. Wow. Just like that fucking ruining everything i learned that oh man what did this is the first time i ever brain pooped on a i learned that it's okay to rescue a bird from a tree if it's worth eighteen thousand dollars yeah i like that in the article that we brought up it never mentioned how expensive that bird was they probably didn't know i mean it's not a pigeon (laughs) it ain't no pigeon i learned that i have some really weird niche knowledge like i don't know a lot about pop culture i don't know a lot about politics but, but you know the different sections of a bird's wing yeah and it's like the tertiary the what were the other ones so honestly i don't think all i don't think all birds have tertiary it should be like third but oh all here birds, we go all birds do have primary <laughs> and secondary flight feathers right and the primary ones are the really there's usually like two to four of them and they're really long huh. those are like the, the the peak ones and then they're the secondary ones from what I understand, um, actually from my experience with parrots specifically, is that if you clip the primaries, they can't actually really fly. But the secondaries will help them kind of get a little altitude, and they can definitely glide. Right. I think it's usually a good idea to leave the secondary, because if your parrot were to fall, it, it, it can safely flap and then glide. You know, It just sounds so horrible to do that to a bird. Yeah, I, you know, and we were discussing, so I have my shrimp tank in my office and I have a, a, a 55 gallon aquascape in my living room that I'm super proud of. I spent a lot of time researching it and, and trying to design it in the way of nature, right? To where it looks aesthetically pleasing, but it still looks unnatural, uh, unnatural in, in that way. It is natural, right? Like it's yeah. asymmetrical and things like that. But I was discussing the ethics of like keeping these shrimp and it's like, Nobody give a no fuck about no shrimp. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's like I, I wonder if they know they're in a aquarium, and I wonder if it matters. And you know, I think it's the best life they'll ever have. Yeah, they don't have to be worried about being eaten. I feed them good food. I've got a light that simulates the sunrise and sunset, so they never have to be startled by just like turning on a bright light, mm-hmm. and it, it mimics sunlight with like RGB values and stuff. So, anyways, the only thing they have to worry about is being sold at six bucks a pop. I do How much? Sell them. Three, three dollars. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, I sell them. I sell the babies for three bucks a pop. Mm. You, you, you're horrible. <laughs> I like my hobbies to sustain themselves. That's the way that that's that's the hustle, man. Well, guys, you heard the hustle, man. Thanks for listening to this uh, this episode. We'll catch you on episode one thirty two. Be sure to watch the circle. 
the Millennial Book Club uh, segment that we have. And also make sure to uh, play the game called Round Guard. That looks like it's going to be a pretty crazy for the arcade. And we'll catch you next week. You can write into the show, roadsodamail at gmail.com, or call in, leave a message, 706-200-1213. And uh, how about trying to go to bed early this week? Try that for once. What do you think, Jay? J-Man? Yeah, I'd say go to bed early. (laughs) He was talking to the dog. All right. Go to bed early.